This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Steve Glicker, and in this week's episode, the agents get a chance to explore Hunting Lodge 7 and discover that this place is a complete and total nightmare to defend and they're in a lot of trouble. So I just want to talk about this adventure path, Agents of Edgewatch. I will say this is probably one of my favorite adventure paths of all time. It is awesome. One of the main reasons is that they're doing something which, of course, I've seen before and has been done before, where they take, you know, very popular genre tropes or movies and turn it into an adventure. And, you know, I've seen this done in little pieces before, but not like this. They have really gone all out. They basically went and took all these movies from the 70s and 80s, but mostly the 70s, and said, okay, let's find crazy movies. Let's find Black Sunday and Assault on Precinct 13 and Ocean. Ocean's Eleven, which really actually came out of the 60s, not the remake, and said, okay, let's take these and turn them into an adventure path. And it is great, because I grew up with these movies, and, you know, the ability to actually play these movies, both as a GM and a PC, is a dream come true. And they are just going to town, man. They basically are just taking every one of these movies and just saying here you go let's just throw it into an adventure path and make you play them out now this is a complete ripoff of assault on precinct 13 you know to the point that they even called it assault on hunting lodge 7 i mean come on if you couldn't get any more on the nose than that well I don't know how you could it. Anyhow, if you've never seen that movie, it came out in 1976, John Carpenter. It is very, very 70s, completely exaggerated, but it's really great. Basically, these cops have to defend a defunct Los Angeles precinct against a siege of street gang members. That's it. That's the whole movie. Anyhow, that is basically what this is going to be, is that they have to defend this, well, not-so-great position, and they have to figure out what to do as people are trying to get flak fatter. And the thing is, I'm very upfront about this. I'm just telling them, like, yeah, this is that movie, and you're going to get to play it out, because it is fun, man. It is a lot more fun to tell them what to expect and so that they completely embrace it. Now, obviously, this approach can be completely hit or miss. If you don't know any of these movies or aren't familiar with them, you might just think, oh, this is cool, we're just defending a position, and that's it, not knowing that this is pretty much taken directly from a movie. And so far, all of the chapters have been taken directly from movies or from a real-life event. For example, the first adventure that was taken from the real murder hotel from Chicago's World's Fair, and you can look that up. That was a real thing, and they said right in the adventure that that's where they took it from. The bomb going off in the Coliseum, that is from Black Sunday, where there was a bomb that was going to go off in the Super Bowl. Obviously, this module is taken exactly from Salt and Precinct 13. 
Obviously, the bank heist was taken from, well, any movie, but you can probably think Ocean's Eleven, and so forth. And there's some more coming. There's some more genre movies coming that they're going to get to play out. But I would say, if you are older and a fan of these types of movies, obviously you're listening to the podcast, but I I will say this might be definitely in my top three adventure paths. I don't know if it's my favorite adventure path, but... Might be my second favorite. It's um, it's really good. I, I have not gotten bored with it. And also, and one thing that's really cool about this adventure path, which sometimes happens in others, is that they mix up the locations and the enemies. So you never really know what to expect. That is unfortunately kind of happening in the circus adventure path, is that they are fighting Zolgaths and dinosaurs so frequently that it is getting a little rote and a little boring just because it's like, oh, it's another Zolgath and another dinosaur. And you know what? You can't have too much of a good thing. But here, they are always fighting something different. Now, they have been fighting a lot of cultists, but at least the cultists are completely different and they never know exactly what to expect. Unlike Zolgaths, which are basically the same creature, just with different flavors each time. Same thing with dinosaurs. And that is something that can happen in Adventure Paths. I will say, if you're thinking of running Adventure Path, and if you have people who are fans of 70s movies, run this one. It is great. Also, real quick, I did want to mention that the Eldemon Befriending Playtest is out. Anyone who pre-orders Eldemon, whether it's the PDF or the hardcover book or the Foundry module, you will get this PDF right away. You can get it at BattleZoo.com. And those of you who pre-ordered it through the Kickstarter, I actually sent it out through DriveThruRPG. So if you didn't get it, look for an email from DriveThruRPG.com, not from BackerKit, because it's actually kind of a pain to send these things out through BackerKit. And I thought I would just give DriveThruRPG a chance. It's actually very easy to use, and I just distributed the PDF that way. And of course, if you pre-order it now, just through BattleZoo.com, you will get that right away. And the cool thing is that Mark and I are writing this in such a way that it works with any RPG, anything. Heck, it could probably even work with a board game or a collectible card game if you want it. It'll work with anything. And of course, go to BattleZoo.com because they're playtesting it and people are giving their feedback. They're actually using the system. Actually, as soon as it came out, people were using it that night. And there is interesting feedback to see how it's working because, again, this is a playtest and it is very, very, very early. So we have a long way to go and we will continuously release updates as we continue to develop this. So you get to try out the collection system and see how it works in your home games. And the best thing is it won't mess up your home games because all you're doing is collecting Eldemont. You're not doing anything with them yet. So you can add this to any game. You can add this to your Starfinder game, D&D, Pathfinder, I don't know, Gamma World, Top Secret, anything. You name it. It will work. It will work in any game. Any game. Pathfinder 1st Edition, 3.5, you name it. It works. So check that out. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode. Last we left off, you managed to do a lot of things. You got Flak Pattern. You leveled to level 13. You bought a whole bunch of stuff, and it started to rain. It's raining. And you have to hold Flak Pattern. In Hunting Lodge 7, a fortified position, one of the strongest, oldest, heavily defended positions in Absalon, for 72 hours. That's it? Got to survive for 72 hours. I'm sure nothing will ever possibly go wrong. I mean, sure, it's heavily defendable. Sure, 
There's rumors of it being haunted. Sure, there was rumors of horrible murders and other things that took place in there. But don't worry about any of that. That's that's long gone. That's ancient history. That's that's hearsay. I'm sure that will never, ever, ever come into play whatsoever. With that being said, let us put Flak Fatter with the party. Let's have you guys walk around him. Look at that. You're all guarding him. And let's go to the lodge. Are you ready to go to Hunting Lodge? Ready. Ready, and I already hate Flak Fatter, so this is a good setup. And I bought stuff, so I don't know if anyone wants to know about that, but I did. Oh, oh, that's right. We were waiting for you to get back to us because you had so many things you wanted to buy that last we left off that you didn't finish your purchasing, and then you were going to tell us. So I guess you better tell us <laughs> now because otherwise you're not going to have it on your character. So tell me, what did you buy? Because even I don't know what you bought. Uh, All I bought was a glove of storing. Oh my god. <laughs> you're, you're like totally gaslighting me. You're like, oh, I bought all this stuff. I bought one glove. You're like the Michael Jackson. I bought like, one glove. You bought, you, bought, you bought the Michael Jackson sparkly glove. Okay, glove of storing. Glove of storing is not bad. Not bad. It's kind of cool. Uh, and I, I'm going to have my uh, mist form elixir lesser in it. How about that? Oh god, okay. Glove of storing. It lets you hold one One thing. bulk. One bulk. Which is not that bad. Okay. Well, it, it saves an action, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Action economy. Let me write this here. How much is a glove of story? Cheap. Dirt cheap. 340 gold. 340 gold. Okay. You got another investment thing. Here we go. Lomang, you now have 1,380 gold and 69 cents. Ah. 69, dudes! Okay, here we go. Okay, I'm gonna give you the entrance. Alright. You, uh, you arrive at the lodge. It's pouring rain. And your buddy, your pal, your friend, Maliptra, rushes through the rain to shake your hands along with his six sleepless sun veteran honor guard, which will help protect Flakfatter and the Hunting Lodge. He uh, he goes on to explain that uh, solving the Copperhand case swayed the low council into giving his precinct more funding, and as a result, he's able to spare the six veteran guards to help you guard Flakfatter for the next seventy-two hours. You can use them as you see fit. He hey, would... this this guy is the guy who te- taught me my kung fu. I think, isn't it? Is uh, this the guy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so this is it. Yeah, yes, your your old your old sifu, your old master. And uh, he advises you to post the sleepless sons around the lodge because you can't monitor the entire building at once. However, use them however you see fit. They'd be fools to attack this place. It's so heavily defended. Yes, yes. They're never going to happen. It's like attacking Fort Knox. Yes, it's not going to happen. Be. That's right. It is. Uh, do you accept <laughs> his uh, his guards, or do you send them away? Oh, yeah, we accept. You sure? You sure? Okay. We might want to interview him. No. <laughs> South, interview him. <laughs> no, no. no, that's right. <laughs> Sense motive. <laughs> okay. And he offers to stay and help you as well. How about that? Yes. The head of the Sleepless Sons 
no less. And maybe you and Lomang can, uh, he and Lo, you two can go off and like do some training together. The Jalmeri Heaven Seeker. Yes, Jal, yeah, that's right. You can continue your extensive training and see what you've learned. Grasshopper. I, I've learned a lot. On top of that, he hands you the keys to the place and says, "Yes, here's the keys." And because um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of locked doors, you want to go in? Yeah, let's go in. All right, we're in. Whoop. All right, I'm bringing you in. I will put the guards here for now, and let us go through. And if you want to explore, uh, you guys tell me where you want to go. Well, first things first. I think we need to secure our prisoner. So is got is there like a jail in here? Well, hold on. Yes, I'll go through it. So first you walk in. The foyer. The front doors of the Hunting Lodge 7 open to an opulent foyer with dark wooden wall paneling and marble benches. Several portraits hang on the walls and canvases drooping in their frames. Three double doors lead off from this foyer, plus a single door tucked discreetly behind a marble planter. Narrow staircases lead up and down, although the downward staircase leads to a flat wall of stone. There you go. Secret door. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so this is the foyer. And, um, yeah. Should we, like, It is dark. Around? Yeah, it's actually dark in this room. And that's something else. Uh, he says, oh, yes, there's no uh, lights in here, so might have to get some uh, lighting from this. Oh, God, we got stairs over here. Yes. We got stairs. Okay, so let's say, uh, do the east and the west stairs uh, go up and down, or they both yes. go down? One goes down, one goes up. And yeah. the one that goes down leads to literally a brick wall. It's not even uh, a brick wall. It's a wall of stone. Literally. Which one goes down? The one with the tree next to it? Yeah. The, uh, we'll the west one? The one that goes okay. down. Let's go up, I think. I mean, are we exploring this, or, or is this guy giving us a tour? Don't. You, you have full reign. This is where you're going to be. So it's all yours. Well, lock the front, will lock will the he give door. us the, the tour? Right. Uh, we'll lock the front. Sure. He can, he can show you around. Yeah. Little. Let's. Let's. I'd rather have a tour of someone who like knows the way. Okay. That is. Uh, gonna we heard. We heard tell of of the haunting of the. The haunting of Hell House. I mean, the right. haunting of uh, of uh, Haunting Lodge Seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, he brings you over here. Oh, this is he big. Says, I, I only know a bit about the lodge. I have not been in it in many, many, many years, but I believe this is the conservatory. This is going to be the most difficult room to defend. Thick planes of glass set into iron frames make up the walls and pitched ceiling of this conservatory. Several badly cracked panes remain stubbornly in their frames. A few small rivets of water show that the windows of the roof can't wholly keep in the pounding ray at bay. Dozens of dying potted plants sit on narrow tables. A wheelbarrow and several tools stand against the east wall opposite a glass double door leading outside to the lodge. Two other double doors lead to the north and southeast. The north door has a small window in the shape of a tankard, and the east door has a small window in the shape of an uprised palm. So you can see that's here. These are all windows, badly cracked, and there's like water leaking in. Uh, these doors, these double doors here, actually lead outside in the glass. So this whole thing is made of glass. This seems like it seems like a big, big ass weak point here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if we can like seal it 
like over the entrance. Yes. But well, yeah, can we go outside? Uh, yeah, sure. These windows are huge, by the way. Uh, I think they're like fifteen feet by fifteen feet tall. And hold on, I'm going to move the the uh, lighting thing. This is like a greenhouse or something. And it's a conservatory. Yeah, it's like a it's an old greenhouse conservatory. Um, where Basil is. Uh, there, uh, Basil, you actually notice um, that is the secret door there, by the way, where you are here. Oh, fancy. Yes. I will. Ta da! So you notice a secret oh, cool. door. The good old classic S. Yes. Well, they really made it. Open that door, Basil. I really made it hard to look <laughs> It's like. Alright, well, I guess I will pop open that door. Yeah, there's no traps here. You're with friends. Okay. Fortitude save. You pop open the door. And what do you see? Um, this is the servants' hall. You're quite sure. Like you, you you can see in that this is a hallway, a wide hallway that seems to connect many of the rooms in the lodge. And it looks like this is where servants would use the hall to discreetly attend to the lodge's upkeeping. And yeah. Um, it doesn't, uh, the, the, the secret doors are not super secret, like impossible to find. If anything, they were just very discreetly painted or hidden in the wall. So you can't see oh, them. Just so it's, yeah, to kind of keep the casual observers. Exactly. From... Exactly. Yes. And Taggy, you can easily see where all the doors are on this. Side. Wow. This is so not secret doors. <laughs> all right. Taggy's going to go through the secret door. They're, they're, they're anti-secret doors. Holy moly, we got some big areas. This is worse than the conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> what, this den? That's holy crap, is this den big? 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. It's only 80 by 40. I mean, oh, it, uh, that's a huge bar, I guess, right? I know. But, yeah. This wide room looks remarkably cozy with several overstuffed leather chairs and small groups. In a low fireplace with a wide mantle uh, along the east wall. A window in the west wall is made of diamond-shaped pieces of glass and a metal frame. A dark wood bar fills the northwest corridor of this room. A few comfortable stools tuck under it. An expansive, if empty, liquor cabinet behind it. Hmm. Huge bar. Lots of stuffy rooms. Wood. Fireplace. Cool. I like it. It looks like a nice little uh, room, though. I kind of want to protect it. Oh, here's another nice room. Oh, it's so small. This this map, this is a... I didn't even realize how big this map was until we started to go on. I was like, wow, this map is gigantic. This is nuts. The sunroom you're now in. Large windows flank the double door in the center of the north wall of this expansive sunroom. A few sturdy wooden chairs are positioned near the windows, as though to take in the view of the rain-slicked street at the back of the lodge. Wow. The four folding doors, all slightly ajar, line the south wall and show smaller rooms beyond them. Only 75 feet wide. What what tactical genius picked this yeah. place to defend? I, I'm looking for Australia. Do you guys know uh, what I'm talking about when I say absolutely. that? I'm looking for absolutely. Australia. Are you talking about risk? Yes. <laughs> I'm looking for Australia. All right. Well, 
To the south, you can see these are actually all bedrooms, by the way. Each one of these rooms is different. Lomang, you're in a room, the celestial bedroom. Detailed star charts and astronomical symbols adorn the walls and ceiling of this room. Although a closer examination reveals that the star charts don't represent Galarian's solar system, but instead presents some planetary configuration based on mysticism and planar lore. Ooh. Something uh, weird going on in that room. No, that's that, cool. That's the um, actually, now sky. that room that you're in now, Lomang, the walls and ceiling of this bedroom are painted to resemble rocks, as if you were deep underground. Cave paintings of multi-limbed creatures and beasts with vertical mouths adorn these walls. Particularly near the bed, there is a oh. chest. Uh, this is like the hotel all over again. Yeah. It's like themed rooms. <laughs> it's like the hotel, except now you're level 13. We got to get a water bedroom and a fire bedroom. That's, that's what you got Does that mean get. the chest is a mimic? Uh, well, let's see. Maybe. Maybe a sharky's there. D8, Ooh. actually, the one you're now south we'll have of a chef. Uh, uh, Basil. Uh, the beams of this room appear to be slightly rounded, somewhat resembling bones. Thin metal plates hang from the walls, displaying detailed anatomical drawings of humans, elves, and gnomes, with esoteric symbols representing mystical power sources within the body. So this guy really did invite ladies to come back and see his etchings. So. <laughs> yes, that that's the room. That's this room you're in. So we have oh, room. we have the celestial room, then an animist's room, the stone bedroom, and the one that Lomang is. That one's boring. That one paneled with light colored wood. It's a bedroom made of wood. I, I like that. Won't give me nightmares. <laughs> huh? And every one of these bedrooms has a secret door. Yes, every single one. It's crazy. The staff can change the linens without being seen or whatever. Makes sense. Is there anything in these chests? Uh, which one are you in? D7? Let's see. You're in the stone bedroom. Um, the chest is stuck. Do you want to try to open it? Yes. Give me an athletics check. Can I use uh, finesse? Like, Do you need Dougie in the room? Can I use thievery or just that? I'll do athletics. You know what? Dougie, oh, where's, where's the man? He'll, he'll help you. Stuck. You need to you need to force it open. Literally, that's what it's called. Force open. They all have the same thing. Uh, each. Oh my god, a forty-four. <laughs> Hello. What the hell did you roll? A nineteen. Oh my god. Let me put it this way: you breathe on it and it opens up. You only needed a right. twenty to open it. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, all it's a rooms, plus twenty-five. It's insane. Um, they all have a single wooden bed, worn mattress. Narrow metal chest and a wood dresser. Um, they have an elegant folding door that opens into the sunroom in the north and the concealed door to the south. Uh, doors all have heavy bolts on them that you can close from the inside. There's no locks on any of these doors. And we're going to go through that because some are locked and some are not locked and how these open and close because I'm sure that will never come into play. But anyhow, um, you open it up and inside you find... Scraps of wa- of rotted fine clothing, as well as a book. Ooh, I don't know how to read. I'm not too good at the reading. What the is the book? book? Has a metal plate on the front. It says it's the diary of Pandora Grevin. Interesting. Basil seems to remember that that was the person who built this place. 
John, remember when you said that this would suck me in? And yeah. I was like, there's no oh, way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's totally sucked me in. I know yeah, exactly yeah. what I want to do. <laughs> I, I told you. I was like, I can already see the machinations going. Seth is It happens going, every time, Seth. You're, you're does, saying that, oh, that this, this is happening this time, even it, though it you're does, self-aware. And no, no. No, it's, no, it's... no. I can't help myself. <laughs> do you want to know my idea? Do you want to know my idea? Oh, God. Yeah, go ahead. I want to start with idea number 1.0. Here we go. I I want to fill this place with all of the ridiculous puzzles and riddles and like just mysterious things for a party to go and explore and get the laid on. Like, like I want to take like, like this chest. I want to put that just in the center of the room. I want to like jam the lock on one of the double doors and put an arcane, like, you know, a, a like a multi-part riddle representing oh all kinds God. of arcade things. That, like that write it, it in Greece or something exactly. like that. Like, like, why is it written in Greece? And, oh. and, and with like dire warnings, it's like <laughs> solve this riddle and like you will get to the next part and a great treasure will oh you will fail in this riddle. You will die instantly and like and just have it be like have it be fucking nonsensical. Just have it be like unsolvable. Fake protection circles exactly, on the floor. Exactly. Oh exactly. my God, that's a great and idea. Just, and just and just have them and just like sit back in one of the rooms and just have them like an adventuring party spend 16 hours in front of one door trying to figure out what they want to do and debating about it and arguing over it. Oh my uh, god. I like it. That's a good idea. That's not an that's that idea is hard to pass up actually. <laughs> well, you, you're, not even ha- you're not even halfway through this place. What about um, these other chests? Oh yeah, there's chests everywhere. Um I just I'll totally use all, all right. the stuff for it. Like like that guy's that guy's uh, diary. There's going to be one passage of that diary that definitely will lead down uh, a wild goose chase of three other clues that'll end up that'll end up with them in a broom closet. Like absolutely, yeah. All, oh God, we get, it's going to end up yes. with me in a broom closet because I'm going to read them and follow it probably. Yep, yep. Um, you, you do know that the if if you get attacked, they only have one thing and one thing they're trying to do. Uh, either save or kill Flak Fodder. You don't know which one. That's it. That's all they're trying to do. And so has every adventuring party ever in the it, it, since this hobby has begun. True. There, like every adventuring party, you have one you goal. Have a mission. And everything else is something shiny, and you will spend your entire time just dealing with the shiny. I want to fill this place with something shiny, distracting objects. Right. Uh, little Mang, there is a, another um, chest, but it also is stuck. I mean. Dougie has a plus twenty-five too. I mean, oh, you rolled Whoa! a two. He rolls a two, but you still force it open, no problem. Uh, you open it up. Uh, there's nothing in it other than dust bunnies. All right, let's just might as well since we're here, I check the uh, the other the last two. It's automatic okay. for me, I think. Yeah, you do. Uh, there's nothing in the chest in that room. No, it's not even stuck. And the um anatomy room and let's see and then in this other room the chest is not stuck but as you look at the chest you notice something behind the dresser oh like a little box like in the bottom of the dresser like way in the back all right i i check i take it it looks like it is a small music box and it has the name Britir Griven etched in its finely liqueured case. Who is that? I guess we'll find out. Is that a child's music box? Do you open it? Yes. 
Oh no. It's like uh Cabin in uh, the Woods. Yeah, you chose the way to go. <laughs> Here comes the merman. Here comes the merman. And open the box softly plays an old Talden folk tune. And miraculously it still works. It's magic. Basil, while you were hanging out in that room, you noticed something. Let's see, I'll give you let me do a roll for you. Your occultism is high, Basil. Because you were in that room for a long time. You're looking around and you identify the mystical power sources within the body on all these markings in the anatomy room. They're consistent with negative energy that powers undead creatures. And each of these yeah. character each of these drawings bears a label in the back reading property of Archibald Greven. Mm. So you have Pandor Greven, Archibald Greven and Britor Greven. And this was a hunting lodge? There's a long storied history. It's hunting lodge Greven. Very very long, very detailed history which we can get into later. But yes, this was uh actually uh Basil will know the history of this place, I'm sure, because he, he's been here, and this is a very well-known society, hunting. maybe? Yes. Uh, he's highly educated. If you give me a minute. Yeah, I'm going to do a knowledge check on the Grevins and see if I've ever heard of them. Yes. It's kind of like a social club, it seems, because, I mean, a hunting lodge in the middle of the largest city seems odd to me. Odd. Wait, we're not in the middle of the city. Maybe though, they right? hunt people. You are in the maybe city. It's, maybe maybe it's we're in the middle of the city. Maybe it's euphemistic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the city. You're in the city. That is weird. No, it's... you're actually in the city. You're in They're the, serial you're, killers. You're right then. in Manhattan. Like, well, then again, like I the mean, Upper East Side. The Heisman, they, the Heisman's held at a place called the Downtown Athletic Club. It's not like they have a football field there. That's true. So it's like a private. So it's like a private club in town, like not a hunting lodge per se. Um, no, no, no. They this call is it that. yes, it is. Uh, you realize, okay, so you remember that the final noble family to occupy this lodge were the Grevins, and they actually never left. They were murdered. Bum, bum, bum. You also recall that the Grevins stayed longer than the other Blue Lords because of their involvement in a variety of arcane and occult research, which they conducted in secret rooms within Hunting Lodge 7. And the Blue Lords, they were Talden nobles who ruled Absalon from 1998 to 2920 AR. And that is almost a thousand years they ruled Absalon. And the Blue Lords were like the most powerful and influential power broker. And they established several hunting lodge, which was all over the city. And this was a tradition at the time. And to avoid naming the lodges after particular nobles, and thus committing them to, like, you know, Taldorian society, they instead just use numeric designations. So there's a hunting lodge. One, two, three, four, five. Most of those have been repurposed or destroyed over the years, but seven is the largest, most well-bent, and... There's only three that survive to this day, and this is the strongest. And the ghosts kill anyone who tries to tear it down. Yeah, that's it. Um, Hunting Lodge 7 was uh, something of an oddity amongst the Blue Lords hunting lodges. You know, a number of anarchists and occultists constructed and occupied this lodge, 
uh, trying to keep it intensely private. Uh, but it did host a lot of galas and opulent dinners, just like the other lodges. But the uh, building's upper and lower areas were restricted, and no one was ever allowed to go and see them. Um, the Hunting Lodge 7 was one of the most dedicated lodges. It always came to Absalon Hade whenever needed, and they um, were pretty well restrict- respected, the, uh, the Blue Lords. After the last Blue Lords departed in 2920, the Hunting Lodge 7's occupants, the Greven family and the retainers, remain. Unlike their Talden peers, the Grevens were too be- deeply immersed with their arcane and occult research to care about returning to Taldor. Uh, and then they were horribly murdered. By who? No one knows. Of course, that could be our side quest to figure that out. Yeah, you don't know who killed them. Uh, and the year now, I believe, is... What is the year it's now? It's like 45-something. Yeah, it's really old. Let's see. Oh, it's... Yeah, it's 4722. So this hunting lodge is 3,800 years old. What? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yep. You're basically in a pyra- you're like in the pyramids right now. So there you go. Yeah, it's the year 4,722. Uh, and this hunting lodge was built in 1998. But wait, the Grevens went out of style at like year 3,000? So that's, does that mean nobody- 2,920. So does that mean nobody's lived here in... Yes. Almost 2,500, 2,700 years? Yes. Wow. Have fun. I'm sure there's a completely plausible reason why no one wants to stay in a hunting lodge this big, this nice, this opulent um, for the last 2,500 years. I kind of want to keep this hunting lodge. It actually, no, it actually is used. No, it's used by the city. It actually has been used occasionally. It's one of those things, like, it's just used. It's like, you know what, it's like, um... It's like the armories in Manhattan. Well, know? they can't like, sell it. That's that's their <laughs> right. They can't sell and, it. And they basically just use it as needed. So, and you are you fall in the category of as needed. All right. What about this door where I am? Putting up. Okay. You can go into that room. That is the kitchen. Kitchen has some cookware and utensils left over from the more recent owner. An enormous wooden butcher block is pushed up against the metal table next to the hearth. Fireplace hasn't been used in decades. Its dual chimneys appear to be too small to serve as an entry point to the lodge. So, what about this door? There's also a door that leads that leads outside. I can show you. That is a storage closet, Dougie. That is pretty. Let's see. Searching for secret doors already. Um, this is just screaming secret doors. It looks like this was. A pantry, but there's actually a metal frame at the end of this, like where you are, Dougie, and it looks like this was like a bedroom or something for like servants. Recently. Huh. Uh, mm-hmm. This south here, that's the butcher's pantry, and in there is there's heavy sideboards, chipped dishes, incomplete sets of silverware. There's a couple of stains on the ground. Whether it came from spilled soup or blood, who knows. Understandable. Okay, I'll ignore that. Let's go to the next one. The main dining room. Look at the size of this dining room. Wow. This is this is big. Three wide windows in this room look out to the pouring rain in the streets around the lodge. The room has an apparent nautical theme from the chandelier made of a ship's wheel 
to the decaying ores decorated in the walls. The paintings hanging here all depict a distant view of Absalom from the sea. In fact, you can see, like, very nice. The decorations in the room have these. It's a little more unsettling when you look at it closely. It has, like, twinning tentacles, overbearing waves, disaster at sea. The chandelier bears strange sucker marks, and the wallpaper depicts subtle figures of krakens and aboliths imparting their wisdom to the eager humans. <laughs> hmm. And what? And these are windows to the outside, also. Oh yeah, yeah, huge windows, huge windows. Uh, here's the private dining room. Weapons of all kind hang on the walls of the small dining room. The large oval mahogany table at the center of this room barely has enough space for eight chairs around it. A layer of dust coats everything in here. Uh, detect magic. No magic. You can't detect <laughs> magic. Uh, the weapons appear to be all rusted, dull, and useless. Ornamentation. Secret hmm. door here? Yeah, that's a secret door that leads to the, um... All those, like, those are all just, like, doors that lead to the, uh, servant area. Alright. And all these guards, let's see. We gotta put these... Well, they're good where they are. Let's let's finish this floor. Yeah, what about the center? Putting them around flat. We have a potential Australia! Bottleneck. Okay, well, these, uh, okay, so the door here, give me a second. Because while you're thinking, I'm thinking that if this place is haunted, if something leads us to believe that it's haunted, we might not want to, like, bottle ourselves up in the very center. Like, we might want a, a very fast get out of Dodge, like, get outside or stay in the sunlight type of thing, you know. Um, or we might want to need them into the ghosts that would be nice okay mm-hmm. so you notice right away that the double doors leading to the north have a average lock on them and you unlock it and there's a small hallway and it leads to two more double doors and this one is a very good lock um up here and actually you have the keys for all these locks all right let's open that up okay and you knew of this this is the vault Ah, oh! I see a pr- I see a cell. Oh, yes. oh! Uh, this large vault is illuminated by four hanging chandeliers made of wrought iron, each bearing hundreds of lit candles. Several empty wooden stands line the walls of this room. The northwest corner of this room bears a stout iron cage, large enough to hold a horse. A closet has been built into the northeast corner. Its interior walls are of this room appear to be lined with sheets of metal to form a vault within the vault. This room's only exit leads south, and Basil knows that this appears to be lined with lead, which is what you need, so this way you can't use spells like locate or other divination spells to actually see what's in this room. It appears to be heavily shielded from things like that. And Kryptonians. And Kryptonians, that's right. Uh, uh, to this, this cell here, there's a good lock on the, on the cage door, and there's a key hanging on the nearby peg. Dougie, are you opening that door? I want to go through this door. All right. Basil, where are you? Are you in the room, or are you just hanging in the hallway? Yeah, I'll get in the room with everyone else. All right, hold on a second, Dougie. 
All right. Uh, you open up that door. All right, no one move. I mean, I'm opening up the door with the big pentagram dripping in blood. As soon as you open the door. Roll for combat. There it is. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> oh, God damn it. It's a trap. I don't have any trap sense. Like, my trap sense didn't trigger. Are you sure about that? Like, I got a DM. I don't know if he's rolling for my my passive tra- trap sense. I don't think it's a trap. I Let's see see. Trap Initiative in the Combat Tracker. Rolls of Oh, yeah, you're right. Trap Initiative. Yeah, big old Dougie's Trap Initiative. Let's see. You rolled your Trap Initiative, your Thievery, uh, or Perception. My Thievery is insane. You rolled a 27. Oh, that's like a a 1. I rolled a 1 or something. To find this trap. What did I roll? That's got to be like... I I rolled a (laughs) 3. Yeah. <laughs> I almost a, have a plus you need a 27. You need a 38. Yeah, I have a plus 24, and I rolled a 27. It's a level 15 trap. God, that's yep. so... right in it. Well, as soon as you touch the door... I hate my character. We love it. The door to the south slams shut. Oh, I can live Shunk. with that. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> the door I can live with south. that. The door to the south slams shut locking you in here the chandelier suddenly starts swinging around the room the hundreds of lit candles start attacking everyone within the room um am i the chandeliers drop yeah well we'll see where you are right now the chandeliers drop several feet on elongated chains and they start swinging around the room Let's see who they hit and what they do. Swinging chandelier! Are they... Is this a trap? Or what is this exactly? It's a trap. Um, but it, it could be like a ghost trap, you know? Like it could be no a haunted, man. haunted experience. Yeah. Does a 48 hit you? That's a miss. You take... Oh my god! <laughs> 92 points of what? damage! What? 92 points of damage. 92. From what exactly? Uh, the chandelier swung and hit you in the face so hard, and you're also on fire. Next up, it's four attacks. Gomez, 41. That's just a regular I, I start, hit. I start yelling, You are not a genius! <laughs> 39. You are a devious! <laughs> a shrunken little man! 39 points of damage. Basil! 42 points of damage, and you're also on fire. Doug is out last, of range. And last but not least, uh, this, the range is the room. Oh. <laughs> oh, that crits Ducky. I'm almost in another room. <laughs> well, it has ways to take care of I, that. I don't get uh, 80... shielding or something like line of sight. No, it's the room. It's literally the whole room. Uh, what's that? 86 points of damage. In okay. Gomez, you're up. The chandeliers are attacking you. They're going crazy. Huzzah. You didn't take your damage. I'm sorry. How much damage was it? 39. I feel like we want to keep this trap intact. This will really mess up. I don't think you're going to die before this thing. Before you can keep it intact. Uh, What do I want to do? I have a room to hide in. Don't I don't I just heal everybody? What do I want to do? You want to flee? Yeah, maybe till we figure this out. Cause the door is locked and closed behind us. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, run, into that, run into that little room, that little room that triggered everything. You can go in that little room. I'm thinking of running into the cell. Yeah, what about the cell? There's, is there a, there's an, a key uh, hanging out by a peg. Well, right the cell is just, it's it's just, it's like, there's bars in the cell. It doesn't look like Chandler can get in, but I'm sure it can still get you. All right. So, uh, yeah, okay, so I'll, can it, uh, what it, so wait, is the door open to that little room? Uh, it is now, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what the hell, I'll run into the little room, see what happens. Explosive trap. That's one action, you're in the little room. And I see what in the little room? Um, inside the little room, you see, you see another room. This is where you want rope tricks. That is the vault. I like uh, the vault. That's the vault within the vault. So that looks like that is where they kept like gems and valuables and things like that. So, that sounds nice. It does sound nice. In fact, it looks like there's things in here now, but you probably are a little too busy to start examining them. Uh, I cast. Uh, do I do this? Hold on, let me see. Boop, 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 boop. Don't do heals. I wouldn't do heals. Not yet. You're almost dead. No, nope, I'll do heals. No, no, no. Uh, actually, that, that's not. That's I'm not. Really so have good. to. That was one round. Yeah, well, this is welcome to uh, like as opposed to any other encounter we've been in. I've lost. Well, half I'm gonna my get, I'll get, I'm gonna, round. I'm gonna get this started anyway, just for fun. Uh, I'm gonna cast. Um, what the hell is this called again? Uh, field of life. Field of life. It's like the field of dreams. Yep. Twenty uh, foot burst. Uh, sustained for up to one minute. Uh, everybody in it gets a D8 every time they start their turn in there. So I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make this cell I'm gonna make this vault the healing zone and have it all be healing healingness. Ooh. Healing and no chandeliers. Okay, so each living that starts in that gains one d8 hit points. Yeah. That's is it. this chandelier attached it's, it's to the sucks, ceiling? But whatever. I, I'm gonna do it now. And yes, there's multiple chandeliers okay. and they're like it'll all attacking you. Okay. There's, and there's hundreds of candles in the chamber. Uh, Gomez, you take 13 points of fire damage. Boo! You can try to, um, yeah, the damage on the chandelier is 3d12 plus 25. That's, that's a lot of damage. Oh my god. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, wow. give me a flat check to see if the fire goes out. That's, nope. that, that's a lot of no. That's, that's a lot of no. Does it's it get worse? <laughs> Lomang is up. Ah, let me out of here. Yeah. Let's say someone close that door behind them. <laughs> I'll run Aren't you the got door. into this room, Basil? Aren't you glad you came in here? Uh, I'm running into the healing room. I'm just <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> this is the room. We need this room to be functional. Welcome to the party, Basil. And, and it takes two actions to try and put a fire out. Yes. I I try to put my fire out. Uh, it's just a flat check. D20, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you have something smart, like you've water or something. Uh, all right, nope. Well, the ba- bad news is you fail, but the good news is it's still easier to put it out. Uh, you take 10 points of fire damage, and now give me another flat check. It's actually much easier to put it out the second time. All right. Oh, did I roll a D8? Oh, no, I rolled a D20. No, you rolled a D20. It just looks like you rolled a D8, because... Oh, shit, as usual. <laughs> hey, 10! You put it out. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's all you need once you... It gets easy to do it. Once you try. Once you try. Basil! You're on fire. Things. You're on fire. And you know that this is a trap 
and you probably could figure out how to disable its trap or cold or water or something to help put it out. It's not the trap, Basil. Yeah, Save I mean, us all. Hydraulic push. What if Ray of Frost, but if there's a lot of candles, that might not work. Hundreds. <laughs> but it could, yeah, you never know. Um, do I get a... How is it... Would dropping prone actually help at all, or is it go nope. close enough to the floor that it would be... Nope. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the door. I'm going to pull out my lock picks, and I'm going to try to unlock it. Oh, God. Oh, boy. That's a good... That's a good. Do you have the thing that lets you do it quicker? I think you I do. have quick unlock. Oh, God. He actually has quick unlock. Right, hold on. Let's see. Uh, that's why I'm risking this. Uh, yeah. Go right ahead. Except for one small problem. I'm going to tell you the problem. You're not going to like it. You want the good news or the bad news? Just give me whatever news there is. Before you even pull out your lock... Another trap goes off? No, no, no. Not that bad. Right, I'm going to tell you this before you do this to see if you will decide to do this. You, you, you look at the lock and you're like, okay, oh, this is a really good, strong lock that requires five successful picks to unlock because it's such a good lock. Because this is the vault and it'll take at least two full rounds to unpick and open this door. Unless you do criticals. I'm going to try one attempt to see how well it goes to get a sense of how easy or hard it is. Okay. Since I only have one action left this round anyways. Okay, fair enough. But I will say you're like, oh, good. They, they are using good locks for this room. Hooray. All right, it's up to you. You just give me... Um, thievery, I assume? Yeah, thievery. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck, a natural. Natural one. You, you know what? Can I hero point that? Yeah, sure. Break the lock, and then you quickly realize, wait, a natural 20. Look at that. That's, that is officially as good of a, t- a hero point as you could use. <laughs> somebody only, From that like one to that 20. You're like, I'm almost broke it, but somehow the breaking turns into a success. How the pick hear, slides into yes. place. <laughs> click, you hear, click, click, and you hear double clicks. And uh, you, you still got three more to go, though. All right, well. Mad Eye. Oh, wait, and you take damage. 15 points of persistent fire damage. And give me a flat check to see if you can turn it out. Huh. I rolled a two. A two will hit you. The only thing I'll miss you is a natural one. Three will not do it. Mad Eye McDougal. Why do? is my name different? What's Mad Eye mean? Mad Eye McDougal? What's that mean? Uh, it was from one of the uh, episodes. I thought a couple episodes ago you were saying that was like your. What name or something? Yeah, you get you heal. Mad Eye McDougal. Yes, you heal four hit points. By the way, yeah, because you you got an eye patch or something, didn't you? Yeah, you got the eye patch. Remember that you could see things, that you like see uh, like invisible things or something. Anyhow, um, yep, you heal. You heal four hit points, being in the wow core of healing. I don't um, recall that, but uh, so I got four. All right. Yeah, you have a you have an eye patch of some sort. I forget what it's called. Wow, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember the eye patch. All right, so no, I don't. No, my God. Okay, so Dougie is going to close the door behind him. Is this a? a, Do I have any sense of? Is this a like a locked door or is actually? Am I? Do Do I think we're safe if I just step in? If you step in that room. I mean, how these chandeliers are swinging. Luck, Does the door look too small? Uh, let me see. Give me a second. We can't leave Basil behind. I'm sure he knows what he's doing. 
He's got quick pick. Well, you can close the door. We'll see what happens. Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. That's not the question. No, what's the question? If I, if I step inside this room, yes. the way these chandeliers are attacking and spinning, yes. does that uh, does it seem like this doorway is wide enough or narrow enough to stop those chandeliers? Because they're not moving around like they're floating dust yes. or anything, right? Yes. It's, they can't fit into this into that door. Okay. So I don't need to close the door. Okay. Okay. So you can keep uh, the door open. Good luck, Basil. And I, and then I will uh, try to put out the fire for my second action. Okay. Well, it's two actions. So you spend two actions. Oh. Give me a flat check. Unless you have to do something special like water or whatever. Uh, a flat check. Uh, just a d20. Yep, that's it. An eight! Nice! Oh. Woo! Take 19 points of fire damage. Oh my god. It's 4d6 and I rolled... How did Lomang get two at two two attempts to do this? <laughs> is that it? Now you now you get to you get another get, one. Yeah. Now you get another oh, one. two attempts is uh, yes. two rolls. Okay. Yes, well, just so you get an automatically get an yeah, attempt at the end. It yeah. just goes out by itself. A nine. Oh, I failed. got it. Nice. You oh. The trap goes. Okay. Swinging chandelier goes for Basil. Uh. It's a fifty-three hit you. Ah uh, no, it doesn't. Uh. <laughs> Does a hundred points of damage. Oh no. I'm still standing. <laughs> oh, good job. And those of you in there, the chandelier can't get in. So instead, it's throwing its candles at you. Huzzah. Flame Buggy. dart at Gomez. Uh, you get hit. Ducky, you said we were safe in here. 34 points of fire damage. And you're also... I'm sorry, I didn't hear. How much? Ducky has cover. <laughs> How much did you say? 34 points of fire damage. Ah, perfect. Flame dart and Lomang. It misses! Misses. Nice. Critical miss. And then finally flame dart at Ducky. Uh, I will say that misses too because you have cover. I got cover. That's That's good. That's really good. Gomez, you're up. Basil has two hit points left. We, ha we have to get out of this room. We have to. Like, this is a problem. Um, what, yeah, how, I, can we, how can we disable this? Well, I'll tell you. I think what we should do is Basil should join us in here, close the door. Uh, we stay safe in here and heal up while we recover ourselves and, and formulate a plan rather than kind of like exposing ourselves to these, to these disastrous attacks round after round after round. I like agree. If, like if this is a, if this is a trap, it's entirely likely that it'll 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 unwind its spring and after a minute it'll reset. It'll reset. Yeah. yeah. So I am going to spend one action to maintain the healing zone. I'm going to get my healing. All right, you get With your 1d8. Three. I'll take it. You'll take it and you'll like it. I'll take it. And uh, I try to put out my fire with my other two actions. You got it. Up, oh, you put it out. Thank God. And that's all my actions. Um, all right, so I get 1d8, right? You didn't start the fire. Oh, can I? Uh, I uh, it's a little bit too late. But can, can, healing. When Dougie ended his move next to me, can I, can I scoot into that corner? Sure. It wouldn't affect yeah. the roll. You still would have gotten hit. Yeah, because yes. I don't want to be near the doorway. Obviously, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, Lomang, you take three points of healing, and you got three actions. Are you brave enough to run out there, grab Basil, and bring him back? <laughs> Which you probably could do. Actually, yes, I'm going to do that. Uh, wow, good call. 
Yep. You shouldn't do that. Let him pick this this door. Now he's going to die. He's going to get hit, and he's going to literally die. He's got die. three actions before those things attack again. He needs one to get into this room that and is one true. to close That's the door. That is true. Well, why don't you ask him before we do anything? If you've uh, got a better thing to do, I've, I can probably take care of myself. I, I assume I could, get in, I could get into the room and badge. I could get into the room and battle medicine. I mean, I have options. You can delay so your you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go. You're going to go for the goes, right? Yeah, I, I reiterate my suggestion that we use this, use this room as a panic room and, and let the trap run itself out, or at least see that it does while we heal for a few rounds and build ourselves back up. Right, and think of a way that we can disable this trap. Well... We know that no, it's, it's we like, know how to disable it. It's yeah, and, and it's I like mean, we can we can do that after we fully healed, and as soon as, as much as we can do it, where failure is death. We like right, I agree why, with that 100%. why? I mean, honestly, if if Basil unlocks it again, uh, I could run out, try to get the, the the next unlock that we need. I think we need three, three more. What, oh, do we, I, I thought we only need three. Okay, yeah, you do no, need three, three more. more. Five more total, or five oh, total. My God. Five okay. total, so three more. Three All more. right. Well, that's that's the hint. Does They're, Gomez, we're not do it the Gomez right have the thing where we touch him and get the healing? No, right? No, it's just every round you're in there, you get healing. He did something else. Uh, okay. Just delay your action. I'll delay my action. Okay, Basil. A few things you notice. First of all, you might be able to disable the chandelier itself. Like, as you're swinging around, you might be able to use your thievery to actually, like, mess up one of the chandeliers so it can no longer attack. Or you could, uh, you know, continuously try to pick the door. Or you can run into that other room. Or you could try to find another way to disable the trap. Uh, doesn't look like there's any way you can figure out how to disable the trap fully. But it looks like you could probably start disabling chandeliers as they're attacking you. And I will say there are four chandeliers attacking you, like total, in this room. Uh, I, that's my my problem is I'm a sitting duck or sitting crow or whatever I am, sitting tengu out here, and the first attack is almost guaranteed to crit. So, well, there's no attack penalty, so there's no first attack. There, every attack is full. Traps are terrible because they attack with no negatives. So at least for this round, I'm going to have to abandon the lock. Go into the room. I guess I'm going to badge. Okay. So that's plus 42 points. And I will use my third action to try to put the fire out. Try to pat myself down. Oh, that uses two actions. Oh, it's two actions. Shit. Yeah. Um, should I close the door then? Yeah. All right, I'll close the door. Door is closed. Well, now I can do my fire damage. Oh, right, fire I... damage. I was about to say it's dark in here, but it's not dark in here because you're on fire. Eleven I know, points I, of damage. I'm, I'm providing light. <laughs> you and you and Dougie are literally providing light. Eleven points of damage. That alone would have killed you if you didn't heal. And you can do your flat check. There's a light over in the Frankenstein place. There's a light. You fail. Uh, Lomang, you're up. So I can use my actions to try and put out Basil's fire, yes? Yes, you I will can. do that. You may. You may pat him down. And you successfully put out Basil's fire. Nice. That's two actions, right? Yes. And did you take your three healing from before? I did. Okay. So you have one action left. All right. Uh, I'll pull out a lesser healing potion. 
All right. Dougie, you're up. Dougie heals. Dougie, you heal. I take damage. Well, Ashen, um... Six points, you mm. heal. All right, I'm going to put out that fire. Does a one make it? Nope. Oh, and I'm going to roll it again. Here we go. You can't. Do, I, takes do I get another roll? No. Takes two actions. You well, take 12 points of damage, and you get another roll. All right. That puts out the fire. There you go. Of course, now it's pitch black in here. Uh, we can deal with that. You guys scared of the dark? I can see. I have dark vision and uh, low light vision. So you guys, <laughs> it's a 10 by 10. <laughs> We're hiding. You guys are trapped in the vault in a 10 by 10 lead light room being attacked by a chandelier. This is uh, starting off well. Yeah, I know. Like, I think, I think the, like our, our stronghold will kill us. And then uh, when these guys come to rescue this guy, it'll be like McCready in the dock at the uh, Norwegian base. <laughs> They'll just like be like, yeah. "What the hell happened here?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys are like, "Okay, we're literally held up in the vault." All right, you actually hear on the on the door like slams. Like it sounds like the chandelier's trying to get its way in, and it's smashing against the door. Gomez is up. Uh, is there everybody? Everybody's out, right? There's no you more get fire. One point of healing, Gomez. I'll take it. One. All right. So point. just since we're not in imminent danger of death, I, I have a I have a thought on this. Um, yes. This trap is one of the most deadly things we've ever seen. It is, and it would be awesome if we could use this against our enemies. It would. Uh, I want. I would love to put this guy in this cell. Right, because I think anyone in the vault the right cell. here. Oh yeah, no, no, it will kill him. In the cell, no, 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 yeah, yeah. In, the, in the vault where we are, you mean? In the or vault. in the vault where we are, yeah. You can put like 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 that's a good place to store him. Perhaps, except in this vault, you do expect to run out of air within the next mm, twenty minutes. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, the, well, one problem at a time. Right, but I'm just saying this trap is extremely nice. Um, God, it'd be, not, it'd be so nice to not it, have to. It, we could do the it. pile of pi- we could do the pile of pillows made to look like a sleeping person, and then have that. I think that's a, I think that's a good idea, and like and like my crazy idea of uh, of um, tricks and traps. I wonder if we get. I wonder if we can lure them in here. You know, yeah. kind of like kind of delude them into thinking that you know, kind of lead them on a merry on a merry chase all around the place, and and have them end up in here and have and have us actually be someplace completely different. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's so good. Like, is there a way to disable it and not break it? Is that is that a thing? That, like, that's part of the skill, right? Is to disable it and not break it. That's an aspect of the ability, right? Um, if you can figure it out. Well, if you if there's I mean, a way to permanently there's there's multiple ways disabling it the way Gomez thought, not Gomez, the Basil thought would be like disabling the chandeliers from attacking so that would not be that would be permanent um is there some way to actually figure out a way to turn off this trap maybe but that is you don't know how that would be maybe there's a control panel or something or dispel magic or something it's definitely a magic trap we're guessing right uh well magic and mechanical it's both it is a magically mechanical trap it does and both. Like there, what about the thought of using your water powers to like put out the candles? Gomez has water powers. We've well, seen them in action. The methods. You, right? you the realize water. this entire place was 
pitch black and this room was fully lit so that probably will help in the short term but it's probably going to come back to life shortly after because there should not be candles lit burning yeah that, that's, that's <laughs> they would have run out they would have run out like 100 years yeah, ago so. i was like wait a minute uh, this room hasn't been opened up in, a, in 30 years and there's lit candles here like mm-hmm. someone was here yesterday um hmm I mean, it's possible. You can try, but it might come back. Well, I mean, we don't. I, I don't. I want it to come back, though. Like, so I'm thinking if we can knock it out temporarily, that's that's planned, possibly. Uh, also, what is in this room? Um, is well, you guys panel? are all heavily damaged. So, oh, you get a look. Okay, you can do a search. If you're looking yeah. For uh, you look around, and you do not see anything. Like a control panel, but you do find a book. Another book. <laughs> <laughs> you find a book. What it. is it? What's the book say? Spell book? It's about traps. The book uh, of traps. It's huge. This book is like a phone book. It's gargantuan. It's What's so big. It's so big. I actually have artwork for this book. Really? Yeah. Can I see the artwork for it. Yeah, sure. What's the title of the book? That is what it looks like. Circles within and without. That is the name. Read it. You have not read this book. Not very good. It's so <laughs> slow. It could be. This book looks beyond ancient. What, what is the gist of this book? You, you, you can take a lot more than four seconds for you to figure this out. I have an eight intelligence, though. It's going to probably take you eight. <laughs> what does it taste like? <laughs> weeks to figure out what this book is about. It's the size of a phone book. It is gigantic probably weighs 10 pounds five if we had pounds. 50 men reading around the clock it would take six weeks to decipher there's a lot all going on in this. A lot you going had 100 on. monkeys at a typewriter <laughs> yeah there's a lot going on here. Uh, Anyhow, I, I do want to flip through it and see if there's like any kind of key or something stuck, stuck in there that's like oh uh, okay i will say that you flip through it quickly and the only thing that happens is, oh, it's actually not your turn. It was uh, Gomez's. But yeah, it's my, it's my turn. And I wonder if th- this would actually be convenient if he can take a minute, like one minute of time to look through the book and that would let my uh, healing run the rest of the duration and we would just get back uh, whatever, 9... 98? Yeah, 98, and then... All and right. then we find out what's in the book, and then we're kind of back. All right, so heal yourselves the 98. You flip through the book. Um, a piece of paper falls oh, out it's of also, the tone. Oh, we've, we've been forgetting. It's plus two because of my staff. So, oh. it's, so, it's actually nine, so it's actually 98 plus a lot. It's actually it, it, well, like plus, the, plus, plus 18. 20, plus plus 18. 20 at the end because we should have gotten it for the... It oh, should be like you know, 10 rounds. So it should be All plus... Right. The, so just give everyone... Just so everyone roll your own and you can heal yourselves. Uh, you do find a piece of paper that falls out of the tome. Uh, you have no idea. This thing is ancient. It has annotations and information about planar there's a lot going on in this book it was like it is very 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 heavy reading um it's this is going to take a while to decipher but it seems to have to do with something about planar planar travel travel Travel. yeah like planar travel rituals um nothing good (laughs) it's all bad a d hopper yeah yeah 
like travel, not traveling to places like heaven, traveling to like the mm. plane of the plane mm-hmm. of shadow, probably right and, like, everywhere. Yep. And uh, but yeah, there is actually a uh, you did find something that fell out though. Yeah. So that thing that fell out, I thought there might be something like that. Um, what is that? Uh, it is paper. Um, you low man cannot read it. All right, I give it to Gomez and Basil. Say here, I found some reading things here. Uh, that is a scroll of summon entity. Oh, summon entity. Yep. Entity. What's a, What's an entity? It's a level seven spell. So it's like. So is there a classification of creature called entity? It's like it's not summon animal. It's not summon plant. Right? You know, it's, it's like something summoning something from the plains. It is an aberration. Oh, I see. So it's summon, summon Cthulhu. You can summon <laughs> up to a level nine aberration. Oh wow! Do you summon have a, summon a star star spawn of Cthulhu? Like, are you high enough level to cast that? Yeah, you can cast level seven spells. Nice. Level nine creatures suck. That's the thing. Yeah, you can you can summon things like let's see blood painter. Shingle, oh Shingle Lark! I was like Shingle Lark. Oh, that's from the Battle Zubester. That's my monster. Nice. Uh, I know it's funny. I was like, wait, that's mine. <laughs> you can summon my monster, the Galvo, Gibbering Mouther, Gibbering Mouther. That's a classic. That's a classic. Yep. That's a classic one. I like that one. Baltiog. That's, that's a good a, one that's too. That's a classic too. Um, Grick, Mizoform. That's a good one. That's from mine too, by the way. <laughs> If we could summon something that could cast water, we could possibly put the flames out temporarily. Do, do we still we still hear that thing banging around out there? Oh yeah, banging around. Uh, so what's this air situation? So the only <laughs> the only thing is the book in here, right? You said that's in. So we that's uh, in we book. should start searching for levers or some way to turn that thing off. Oh, you, I'll God, say you all do searching. There's nothing in here. How do we heal? Uh, is it six turns? Six more turns? Six more rounds? I'll give it to you. Hold on. Uh, nine. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's basically ninety-eight nine. plus twenty. Seventy-seven. Oh wait, yeah, seventy-seven. Yeah, so... Good thing I rolled it. Oh my god, look at that roll I rolled for for Dougie. Very. Oh, nice. good. Look at Very that. Nice. That is great. Holy that might moly. be the highest pot. Look at that. That it might be. That might. That is insane. I rolled Jeez. a seven, a seven, a seven, a seven, a seven, a seven, an eight, a five, a plus twenty. How is that even possible? I'm feeling better. I, I Seth, actually... you rolled. How did you roll a thirty-eight? Oh, you forgot to add the twenty. Though. Yeah, because yeah. Well, I added that twenty separately. Yeah. I, I just did it in my head. All right. So um, I'm yeah. very happy with that spell though, because that's one spell slot. And look at all that's that healing. That's great. That's a like, ton of healing. Because it's, it's, it's everybody. Yeah. It's everybody's yeah. healing. Yeah, that was good. Um, all right. Well, oh, hold this body. He's healing himself. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, you guys can get all healed up. The good news is you're all healed up. The bad news is it's getting hot in here and it's getting hard to breathe. Oh, God. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com.